Hey, 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 what's up, La Familia? You crazy football-loving nutters. This is Ray Hudson, and you are luxuriating and listening to the Inter-Miami podcast with a stupefyingly magnificent Jay and Alex, two lads who are as electrifying as a hairdryer thrown into a hot tub. Stay tuned, because you know what it's going to be. It's going to be magisterial with an amplifier. Knock, knock, knocking on the door, man. Here we are again. Here we are again in another crucial, crucial situation where three points means so much more. It's going to be a fun, fun finish to July. Just just race to the finish of July. Hoping for the best. Hoping that come August 1st, we're sitting above that playoff line. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's going to be an awesome finish to this month. We're going to be going up against some stiff competition here. And uh, this is going to prove our mettle, you know, going into the end of the month, going into the all-star break here soon. It's going to really show what this club has. Uh, and, you know, I really hope the league knows that this team won't lay down. Uh, we proved it against Minnesota, proved it against uh, Charlotte. Uh, every team has to be mindful of us going forward. It's it's an awesome feeling, though, to finally uh, see see the team coming together and have some more of these wins like we did. Yeah, I mean, and we get a, a, a true test against, uh, you know, last year's uh, MLS Cup winners. Talking none other than NYCFC. If we lose, man, like, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to overreact because, oh, man, there was plenty, plenty of overreaction around the club on all forms of social media. Everyone needs to just chill the hell out and relax a little bit, especially in a friendly man. But uh, welcome everyone to the Inner Miami podcast. I am Jay Kington joined by, as always, Mr. Than Harrington. How goes it? What's up? Anything new in your world? Nah, buddy, it's uh, actually kind of feeling like Florida up here. We've had 95, 96 every day. I'm sweating my face off uh it's uh it's, it's not hotter, enjoyable honestly. uh yeah uh riley actually had his practice canceled uh it's kind of just been everybody lay low uh glad that there's gonna be some football on tv this weekend because i ain't doing a thing yeah well you'll be uh you'll be the one you know i'll, I'll have to watch this game on replay i'm gonna be full full transparency probably gonna watch the first half with the Greenlot gang in the parking lot of Camping World Stadium in Orlando. Why would I travel to the horrible forsaken city of Orlando? Not and I'm not talking about just from like a Orlando City standpoint. I just genuinely don't like the city. It's one of the most confusing places I've ever been. Traffic's always a nightmare. But uh really, really looking forward to seeing Chelsea 
uh, v Arsenal. And you know what? I'm going to just jump on it right now. I don't want to hear anything from you about the penalty shootout with Charlotte. Okay. We don't even have our defense. So uh, that's all changing. So it'll be a great, great birthday for me on Saturday, man. But uh, you'll have to hold it down. Have you spectate, spectating in the second half? And then I'll catch that second half when I get back home because I record every Inter Miami game because I love the pain. Listen, I'm not going to have to. Uh give you any smack talk about that Chelsea Orlando game because at least you're not Everton. Yeah. Yeah. So Up that's something we can, loons, all agree. Baby. We, we can all agree on that one. Oh, uh, dude, I actually was following and not to, you know, go off on a side note here, but I was following the Everton, uh, the Everton social media pages last night and it was just pain post after pain post after pain post. And uh, one of the top comments was welcome back to the USA. It's the same as it was in 1776. <laughs> oh man. I saw someone said, said uh, it's called soccer. Now there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's all right. You, you, you guys are coming over here. We're going over and playing, you know, teams over in Bangkok. So, I mean, it is what it is. It won't rag on you too much. And, like, you know what the kind of the, I guess, funniest part? Maybe not if you're an Everton fan, but Adrian Heath, who uh, coaches Minnesota United, played for Everton. Like, 226 appearances, 71 goals. He's he's definitely, like, there's some Adrian Heath memorabilia in, I can't remember what the stadium's called. What is the, or what is their... Good, Goodison Park. It's Goodison Park. That's I, I'm sure Adrian Heath is is decorated somewhere in the the annals of Goodison Park. I mean, I'm kind of surprised you don't remember the premier stadium in Liverpool. I mean, it is arguably the best stadium in in, in that area of England. Uh, yeah, you know, and I got to give a shout out to the Minnesota United uh, Twitter group there. <laughs> they're always like win, lose, or draw. They're always on top of it. Uh, I just saw a tweet a little while ago. It said, yo, Everton, you good? Question mark. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right. So, yeah, but this is not the Minnesota podcast, though. This is the Inter-Miami podcast, Jay. Let's get back on track. Well, outside of, uh, you know, our our little fun, uh, friendly. Let's let's get into the the exciting part, man. The, uh, you know, we're, we're, Wanted to get this episode out a little earlier, but, you know, let's just bring it back so everyone just can remember this amazing Saturday night delayed game yet again. But boy, was it worth it. And I feel bad to, to the people that left early. I feel bad for the people that left at halftime and went home for this one because what? And, and another one, another Inner Miami podcast Late game winner. This one actually in, in stoppage time, but whoo, buddy, the energy here was electric. We did come out on top beating Charlotte three to two. Uh, also, I don't know why we probably didn't mention this a little bit earlier, but one of the most exciting things going on is we got to play with our new toy. And uh, I mean, Alejandro Pizuelo finally came out there. Uh, what a difference he he made. A man comes out in sticky, muggy South Florida summer weather, rocking a long sleeve Under Armour. Well, I don't know who they're. Might not be Under Armour, Nike, whatever. Adidas, probably, since they run all of MLS. But long sleeves in the summertime, man. Bold move, Cotton. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I saw that. I was like, I'm not going to give him much past halftime until that thing's tore off, if not sooner. I mean, it, it makes as much sense as Phil wearing a full suit on the sidelines for a home game. Yeah, 
can be yeah. like, um, yeah, I mean, I know we're, we're, we're going to, yeah, we're going to touch base on it, but you know, I was very happy with this first game. Would like to see them bag a goal. Um, but, uh, filthy, filthy footwork. Yeah. Absolutely filthy. I, I, I'm here for it. Give me all the techers in a game. I'm here for it. <laughs> and we're, you, you could explain the goals in a, a little bit more depth, but man, af, after that, that they scored in 26 seconds, like that's not an MLS record. I think someone has it like sub 10 or something or like 12 or 13 seconds, maybe, but they did that. Obviously everyone's a little deflated, right? That's not how you want to start a game. Like we didn't, it, it was so fast. And my thought was just like, I looked over at, at Pozuelo and I was just like, welcome to Miami, bud. <laughs> like, Dude. welcome to Miami. So I flipped the game on and Riley's sitting next to me on the couch and he's playing his switch. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, all right, buddy, all right, put your switch away. Uh, put your switch away. We're going to watch the game. And that's right when the ball went in the back of the net. And he just looks up at me and he goes, bruh, I'm not. <laughs> he goes, I'm not about it. Now, if you're not a dad to get brud by yeah. your seven-year-old, it, it, first off, that just... It, it hurt me. It rocked me to my soul. Yeah. But uh, even even he was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to watch this. Because he knows that we're a late second half team. So, um, we're going yeah, to get a bruh on the soundboard. Bruh. Bruh. Yep. <laughs> so, came out, uh, you know, been a 4-4. 4-4. Uh, what am I talking about? 4-3-3 team. But uh, there's got to have to be some changes here. Uh, you know, some rotation to kind of see where we can best uh, utilize the, 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 I don't want to say new squad, but the, the team we have now specifically with Pozuelo. And then eventually at some point, I mean, it's got to come soon, right? It's going to be Coco Jean coming on and, uh, we'll, we'll, there'll be some tinker, but decide to come out in a four, two, three, one, uh, pretty standard lineup, you know, calendar, uh, McVeigh as left back sailor, low Yedlin on the right back. And then Mota more in a, a CDM role, uh, with Pozuelo and Gregory in midfield. And then you had Indy and Robbie Taylor on the wings with Campana on the middle. So pretty standard stuff here. I mean, nothing really struck out to me except our boy, uh, Pozuelo. Any, anything stick out to you here? Um, I, yeah, Mota at the CDM. I mean, I know it's not anything new, but I just didn't, I had a bad feeling and I know it's easy to sit here and say minute goal, like, man, I don't know. Like I'd rather have Gregory back there. And, uh, my, my sneaking suspicions about him having a poor game, uh, came to fruition, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it, I, I, sorry, I guess let's, let's, let's be fair. I mean, yeah, he did play in, in, in a little bit more of a, of a city. I mean, I guess you could technically say like in with a four, two, right. It's, it's Gregory Moda doing the pivot action, but, um, yeah, it's slightly different than what we've asked him, but you know, Hey, I'm sure he wasn't too upset about it because that just puts him, you know, just a few yards deeper. So instead of the, the 30 yard ripper, it's going to be a 35 yard ripper. So I'm, I'm sure he's fine with that. He's going to, he's going to make one of those, uh, one of these days here, but walk us through the goals. Um, they came quick and they came fast. Yeah. So, uh, opening, opening first minute, as we already touched on, uh, Mota turned over the ball in the defensive third and it was like a beer league turnover. Like he just kind of turned and had it just taken right off his foot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Reyna was found streaking in the box. He went right between sailor and Yedlin ball was slotted past Drake to the right. Uh, one, nothing before anybody really had ass in seat in the stadium. It was classic like through ball, was, like yeah, through ball. No one like, gosh. Yeah. You, you knew uh, it was like, coming before he kicked it, you know? Yeah. If, if you have watched this game long enough and you're able to analyze the movements on the field, you saw it and you're like, uh Oh, 
So, yeah, I mean, that, uh, again, like, I, I feel bad applauding the opponents, but, like, Reyna, have yourself a night. He had himself a, he had himself a night. Yeah. It, it was, yeah. I, go ahead with the, with, with the Golazo yeah. here, man, because, so, ooh, ooh, that, that's, there's been a few goals scored you, in this season where you just have to sit back and appreciate it. Like, you're not mad. You're just like, yeah. damn. Like, you can't cheer because, you know, it's, it's, it's enter till we die, but, like, in the inside, you hear like a little "damn, that was nice." Yeah, and you know what? What makes this a little bit easier for us is this ended up being the MLS goal of the week. Uh, Reyna uh, was picked up from a switch of play from the right hand side to the left, and uh, he made a beautiful touch. Uh, I'm not sure why DeAndre didn't come all the way up and close him down. He stopped like halfway between him and Drake, and just kind of tucked and turned. Uh, again, I'm not going to try and tell a U.S. men's national team defender how to do his job, uh, but I did pick that out as a what are you doing, and Reyna put a beautiful curler into the upper corner past the outstretched hands of Drake. Like, If you need to have anybody who's learning the game of, of football watch a curled goal, like, th- like that was that was something David Beckham probably would have applauded. I got to be honest. That was, yeah, that was, that was, that was chef's kiss. And I'm pretty sure you already knew that was going in once it left his foot. I mean, you saw him like run away to start to celebrate. It was So yeah. he had the uh, Stephen Curry turn. Like, you know, when Curry releases the three yeah, yeah. and then he just turned like, that was it. And I was like, Oh no, <laughs> Drake, you're in trouble, dude. It was, filthy. um, but in kind, we had filth of our own to discuss. We did uh, before, before we get into it, do you want to go to the first half? Yes, we can do that, but we'll also touch on, you know, there were some nice adjustments made at halftime. You know, this was a a little bit frustrating. A little bit would be, honestly, pretty much a a lie because this was a game that we dominated not only in the first half, but also throughout the second half. I mean, this was probably, honestly, the best game we put together, all things considered, outside of going down so early and then going down 2-0 in the the first half here. I mean, 58, over 58% possession in the first half. We were on top of, like, we had better stats. And there was two areas out of, we're talking, oh, shoot, 20 different uh, statistical categories here. And and there were only two areas where Charlotte was better than us, and that was successful dribbles, percentage of successful dribbles. They had 57, and we had 50%. Uh, and then percentage of duels won. Uh, they had 53.6% to our 46.4. We we are just absolutely on top of them as far as total passes, accurate passes, passing accuracy, passes in the opposition half. We played a lot of this game in the final in in Charlotte's half rather uh I mean you just go down here it's it's really impressive just I mean final third passing accuracy um total dribbles duels uh aerial duels I mean it it was just an amazingly impressive uh performance by this team in the in the first half for sure Phil goes to the locker room Basically, I asked him in the post game, like specifically, what did you say? And he's like, put the ball in the back of the net. That's that's really all you can do. Like we're playing so well, we're we're creating our chances. There were a lot of um, really almost goal moments in the first half, and I, I they didn't get deflated. I think they they had that confidence and knew that they you know had been playing so well, they could still come out and at least 
I think at least, you know, still a point. But go ahead and, and get into it, man, because what a what an exciting end. I mean, one of the most exciting games for sure that that, that I've been to. Yeah, so like as you already touched on, the adjustments were made, and the team almost had like a, a breath of, I don't know, renewed vigor put into their souls here. Uh, Robbie Taylor embodied it on a throw-in. Robbie Taylor was found on the right-hand side in the 59th minute. And, man, I'll tell you what, I'm still like like envisioning this goal in my head. He chests the ball down takes on a defender running towards the touchline, flicks the ball back over his head to beat the defender, dribbles past three more defenders in the box, and powers a ball right past Christian Kalina. Uh, puts us, uh, pegs one back, 2-1 Charlotte. Uh, like, filth. Like, if, if, if Reyna doesn't win... Robbie Taylor wins this month or this week's uh, goal of the week. Yeah. I mean, Raina had two. Like, I, I get that. And it was beautiful. But, like, as far as individual performance, I mean, what Robbie Taylor did was was nothing short of, of FIFA-esque kind of kind of play that you would see. Um, and, and one thing I wanted to touch on it, and, and we'll kind of talk about it at the uh, the end of this, this game recap here. It's expected goals in the first half for .75. Okay, expected goals of Charlotte in the first half were 0.35, and they, they, they ended up scoring twice. But 0.75, recap that number uh, in the finals. But, yeah, I mean, nine shots on, on, on goal, man. I mean, like, we were just – we were moving. I, I, I wanted to say that. Didn't mean to interrupt. Keep going, buddy. Bring it on. Bring it on for, the, for goal number two to, to tie it up. Well, I was going to say is at what point can we start calling him our finish Ronaldinho? Because his footwork <laughs> is – woo! That is, uh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so goal number two, uh, the unlikely hero, uh, Gonzalo, uh, is found in the box of beautiful ball from uh, Gregory and he won times a right past Kalina. And it's kind of funny. Both goals were scored, not in the exact same spot, but they were placed in the exact same spot. So it's almost like inner Miami knew that that was a weak spot for Kalina. It, they were both powered low in a way, um, into the same corner. Uh, boom, just like that two two and drive pink stadiums rocking. Yeah, and so Gonzalo gets subbed on in the 60th minute for for Campana. They also bring in Indiana for, uh, or sorry, Bryce Duke for Indiana. Uh, so he comes on in the 60th minute. I can't remember when it was. It was maybe like the 65th, 66th minute or something like that. He he had a goal that was called offsides, and it was like this. It was an identical goal. And then you know don't want to spoil your recap of the third goal, but same. Same shot, like same area. That that was you're 100 right. That was just must be. I, he's probably been practicing on uh, those shots all week because it was almost like three kind of identical shots. They were all done in their own separate, unique way. But as far as where the ball's getting released off the foot, it, it's kind of all very, very similar. Yeah. So uh, you know, we'll bring it home. Uh, Emerson uh, Gonzalo recycles the ball uh, to Bryce Duke. Duke. Again, I almost want to call it like it's Duke's trademark pass at this point. Uh, he finds Emerson streaking through the box past two defenders. Emerson takes a shot at Kalina, same exact spot. It hits his hands. Uh, the shot goes in the back of the net, and uh, La Familia is erupting. That plays, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I was dancing in the living room, my, my big-ass frame dancing around in my own living room. thought I was going to bring the house down around me. It was. Uh, I was happy for the kid. I was happy for the kid. 
Yeah, I've done a really good good job about uh, about keeping my shirt on, but uh, yeah, came off after that goal. That that was that was insane hype. And you know, some other some fans pointed out that he did nutmeg McCoon on that goal as well. You know, when he, when he shot it, went through uh, Christian McCoon's legs, and you know, do miss the the T Rex sometimes. But man, what a time! Now, here's a question, right? And and you know, just because kind of you know, tongue in cheek, devil's advocate. It's good that Emerson gets his goal, right? He's been known to kind of take on the world, try to do way too much, kind of like a bull in a china shop. And then he kind of, you know, has some issues passing after that moment or, or deciding what to do once he beats the first man and gets, you know, on the wing or whatever. Is this, how do I phrase this? Is there any part of you that uh, might be a little nervous that this goal might get to Emerson's head to encourage some more of the, the reckless nature we'll say. Um, I, if it does encourage him to do this, he's gonna, he's, he's going to screw around and find out this coming weekend because <laughs> Callens is not going to stand for it. Callens is going to, uh, he's probably going to let him get, get away with it once if that, and then they're either going to draw help to him and it could be a lot of lost opportunities. So I'm going to say it's going to be good for him, but I also think it's going to be one of those things that we're going to have to watch Phil tweak and be like, no, 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 calm down, lad. Like you did it once. Let's dial it back. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I'm happy. I know there's a lot of people that are happy. A lot of people really are, are high up on Emerson, but I mean, you could tell, and once he scored this goal, where does he go? He runs right over to the players that are still warming up, right, to to the bench. Uh, good sign of, uh, you know, celebrating with the boys who, you know, you've struggled with to get your first team. Go celebrate with them. Let them see that that hard work can pay off and you can get your results and get into the uh, to the first team. So, you know, overall, I mean, just a, just a hell of a night. Went home, just biggest smile. Woke up happy, happy man, and uh, overall, just amazing feelings, man. Amazing feelings. I really want us to, to tighten up a little bit and score in the first half and try and kill off some games. But hey, man, what do you do? I mean, what do you do? Like this is what sports is all about, man. Uh, yeah, and I will continue to say this for all the naysayers: this team last year would have lost it. Yeah, just, just gonna say it. That's it. Like there would have been no fight. Um. But, hey, let's jump right into the stats. Uh, talk about, you know, wanting to kill it off. Uh, you know, we had 15 shots and seven on goal to their four shots and three on goal. We got to start converting some more of those. We we, we really do. Um, like, there was, there was a couple sitters where I was kind of hoping we would have put them in and maybe started the run a little bit earlier towards the – uh, final conclusion we ended up at, but hey, a win is a win, like you said. Passing five forty six to three eighty six in favor of Inter Miami. Corners seven to four in favor of us. Saves. Drake only had to make one. Well, he only made one, I should say. My fault. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it is what it is. Can't you can't have a clean sheet every night. You can't be mad at him. Uh, like both goals. Like what do you do? Like it's a one on one versus Jordi Reyna. Like I mean, the the, the dude can yeah. score then. Absolute curl of that, you know, I feel like we are closet Bayern fans. Uh, but, like, yeah, maybe Neuer saves that. Like, that. that's such a – I don't know. I don't know if any any MLS keepers are really going to get on that. Uh, I mean, there's, like, maybe five keepers in the world that stop it. And I think we saw one of them this past 
this past match in our yeah. friendly. Yeah. So uh, fouls 13 to 12 in favor of us. We got to keep that lead up. Uh, you know, damn Charlotte, though, they, they beat us in yellow cards two to five and there was no reds. Uh, so, Jay, what are your positives and negatives for the match? What do you think, man? Uh, so positive right here is, you know, I, I mentioned in the first half, our, uh, our XG, our, ex, our expected goals was, was 0.75. Uh, we finished this game with a, an XG of 2.24. That is, that is quite high, especially for, for inner Miami. Uh, Charlotte did improve almost doubled theirs are about 0.35 and, and they were 0.77, man. Um, possession felt great. Uh, passing felt great. The control of the game felt great. It's, it's really reassuring. I think Pozuelo adds an, another level of calmness, uh, someone that maybe some of the younger or people, you know, some of the players that might feel pressure a little bit faster than some other players can can get the ball to him. He's very creative. Uh, he can score. Uh, but really, I mean, I think he's going to be not necessarily from like the goals or the assists, but I just think he's really going to be the 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 I don't know what, what's the word I'm looking for like the 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 glue of this team the the missing piece we needed the engine to this vehicle we've been building that can really tie it all together and I think that he's going to be our guy and there's just so much that we can look forward to and it just increases our hope so much and that is just a, a phenomenal feeling you know it's been a lot of doom and gloom but hey I, I can't wait to see Coco Jean I, and and just another weapon we have and uh yeah man it's just another game where you you feel good what do you what, what uh, do i think you the, i think the word you're looking for there was catalyst there we go he's going to be the catalyst uh you know it's easy for me positives plus well like yeah i like i i, I already said what i have to say robert robert taylor again Chef's kiss. Yeah. Beautiful goal. I'll take one of those all day long. Uh, negatives. I will criticize the back line and Mota for falling asleep once or twice. Uh, played some very undisciplined ball, especially when we were down. Um, is what it is. Um, I'm actually also going to throw a negative on Kem Poppy. Uh, I know he's got a little bit of a niggle. I know he's 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 not really moving his, his best. Um, he didn't adapt his game to the flow that was being presented to him. He tried to continue doing his same thing in and out. Um, and I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but you also have to be able to adapt to what the other team is, to, is throwing your way. They had him locked down for a little bit. Yeah, he came out wide a few times. He grabbed a few passes. And again, we know his right knee is bothering him. It is what it is. But, you know, if you're going to continue to be the talisman that this team requires, you're going to have to be able to adapt to be able to survive. Um, as much as I, like, it pains my soul to say it, Gonzalo has adapted to survive, man. Like, it's it is what it is. It wasn't the fastest adaptation, no. but Gonzalo is is finally there. Uh, you know, and you're right. But look, man, this team doesn't know when they're beat. They don't know when to quit. Um, I'll say another positive here is is we were able to formulate yet another comeback win, uh, and Campana wasn't on the wasn't on the the pitch this time. You know he's usually been pretty integral in some of these these comebacks, but uh, yeah, I mean I, I think it's it's good. I think Gonzalo is finally like warming up, and dude, if we can get thirty minutes out of Gonzalo in the end of a game against tired legs, like that's a very valuable weapon to have, and. Again, there's it's just another thing to to look up uh, look up to, man. 
Um, anything else to wrap that up or, or should we proceed? Uh, let's go ahead and proceed right into the rankings. No, 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 no. We're going to have to do it, buddy. We're going to have to do it. We got to talk about Barcelona for a little bit. Now, see, listen, I, I was trying to skip right over that, man. Like, I, d- I didn't want to have to talk about the... Don't let the toxic Miami fans ruin your day. Now, listen, hey, when have I been the one that let the toxic Miami fans ruin my day? <laughs> I'm usually the one trying to uh, lift them back out of the doldrums. But uh, I, I have to be fully transparent here. I did not watch it. I uh, had prior engagement, so I'm going to leave this to you, Jay. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what you saw at the match? Fair enough, man. Well, two things I hate in this world are number one, Barcelona, and number two, traffic. And, buddy, he's had a whole night of both of those things. But, uh, you know, all jokes aside, uh, fun time. Uh, I mean, La Familia was rocking, man, rocking to to keep the boys, uh, you know, in good spirits throughout the game. Obviously, sold out game, tons of Barcelona fans, tons and tons of Barcelona fans, but just, you know, really cool. I mean, I kept joking, like saying, oh, you're 3-2, like Inter Miami's going to win this. Like, I think everyone knew what was going to happen in this game. Everyone seems to be outraged that we would play Barcelona when, you know, we're not in the playoffs or a crucial time or it's demoralizing to the club or makes us look bad to, to South Florida. I mean, I, people. Have, I've seen numerous stories of, of, of people that went to that Barcelona game and are already contacting, uh, you know, ticket reps. Uh, you know, these are people that you know brought their friends, and then those friends are reaching out to to the ticket reps to get season tickets. I think it was it was a good thing. I don't think like no one got injured. Everyone got to play, so I don't really think anyone got that gas. Yeah, you know, we we got spun around a lot, but there were some really impressive goals. I mean. Uh, Obama Yang, Rafinha, like the Rafinha volley was, was dirty. Memphis Depay just spinning uh, low around. I mean, like there's, it's like the Yordi goal. There's just a lot of beautiful moments that you want to appreciate. And, you know, it was, it was fun to see such an elite club. And, you know, I know people can, you can make fun of Barcelona all you want for the hardships they've had or how they have no money yet. Keep signing all these players, whatever. But I mean, they still have so many players that are, that are light years ahead of anyone, uh, in the MLS for sure. And I mean, take any one of their attackers really and their, their, their contract deal is probably worth more than our entire, uh, our entire payroll for inner Miami. But I thought it was a pretty fun night. Uh, all in all, I mean, yeah, good goals and stuff like that. I think that there were some teaching moments, hopefully after the game where, you know, some people got some critique or, uh, some areas they can improve upon. I know the players really enjoyed it. There was a lot of pictures, a lot of Jersey exchanges, some really sweet moments. And I know you wanted to say something. So I did want to point out for the fans that may not have paid attention. Yes, they had all that attacking firepower on there without arguably their most dangerous weapon in Robert Lewandowski, who was in the city of Miami, but was not available to play. You know, Lewandowski definitely uh, would have probably moved my plans around if I would have known he was playing. I am a diehard Lewandowski fan. I have his Bayern jersey hanging on my wall right next to CR7 and Lewis Morgan, the holy trinity in my mind. Um, but, you know, it, it was kind of comical for me. I am one of the ones I also hate Barcelona probably as much as you do. And I know I was joking in the Discord about uh, seeing the jerseys later on and talking uh, about Barcelona's financial struggles as being almost like microtransactions for the players. You want to, you want your name on the back of the Jersey. It's going to be 75 bucks a bucks, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and so on and so forth. Um, 
I did buy the scarf. What? I bought the scarf. Well, I, you know, actually, I really wanted one of those sweet, um, sweet, sweet tickets that I saw online, but no one was able to snag me one. Um, but I will say the major thing to take away from this match, at least that I wish folks online would realize, is this was huge for some of the things you already touched on. People contacting ticket reps, people getting ready to possibly look into coming to Drive Pink for more games. The uh, you know just the financial windfall for a team that is, you know, in in sanction mode right now, just trying to advance, survive. I don't know. It, it was good for the club all the way around, and I wish more people would see it like that. It was a good business move. It was certainly a good business move, and I mean. You know, we, we we kind of say we hate Barcelona, but we also respect Barcelona. I mean, right? They're they're one of the all time you know greatest teams. They probably have probably had their greatest team in, in football from two thousand eight two thousand twelve. It's, it's just not, they're they're undeniable. Even in their hardships, they're still so talented. So uh, chill out, everyone. It was a friendly. Okay, no, nothing horrible is going to happen here. We're going against NYCFC. Why not play against someone way out of their league as well? It, I, I think it's going to help everyone. It's going to help the younger guys get some experience, see the level they have to be at to play against you know a, a top european team and hopefully that helps them out as they get more playing time last thing on this a lot of like sports journalists or analysts were complaining about nepotism because harvey neville played and because romeo beckham played and that's the coach's son and the owner's son like who cares like obviously you don't know anything about the organization as a whole you don't know anything about an inner miami cf2 because if you did you'd realize that if anyone's going to be really coming off the uh, IMCF2 to play, it's going to be those two. They've been playing quite well. Like, there's no nepotism here. We're just letting some of our younger kids get some experience that they're not going to get probably ever again in their life, and that's playing Barcelona. Anyway, let's carry on, buddy. Bring us to power rankings. All right, power rankings. It was actually a, a decent week for us. We are up three spots from last week. We are up to 18th uh, and actually now two ahead of Charlotte, uh, who's sitting in 20th. It's kind of odd seeing us beating somebody and jumping above and not having that team ranked in the top 10 after beating us. I don't know. MLS always has an agenda against us. It seems like is what it is. Uh, Eastern Conference, we are now in ninth with 25 points. Uh, we are behind Charlotte, who is in eighth to 26th. Cincy, who is in seventh with 27. However, there are some games in hand. And, and we are ahead of New England in 10th with 25. Uh, we are ahead of them by one win in the win column, I do believe. Uh, Atlanta is in 11th with 24. And Chicago is in 12th with 23. Uh, that puts us to the supporter shield. We are in 20th. Yes, it is pretty much done and over for us with this, but we are still going to cover it because we love the pain. Uh, we are currently behind Houston in 19th, Vancouver, who is 18th, Charlotte, who is 17th. And uh, we are ahead of New England, Atlanta, and Colorado, who are 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, respectively. Jay, what do you think with the rankings here? Do you think we've been uh, accurately assessed after that Charlotte game, or do you think we should have been somewhere else? Uh, I don't think the MLS or ESPN is going to rank us really favorable in like a last-minute comeback win. I mean, we did dominate the game, but, I mean, you've really got to, you know, be running most of the games you play to, to get the respect here. So it doesn't surprise me. Like, I've grown to, to not even, like, really <laughs> think it's stupid. It is what it is, you know. It, it's fine. I, I don't 
power rankings are fun and all right it's a fun little superlative like my focus is is on on the standings you know i'm, I'm looking at where we are what kind of games we're playing the teams around us are playing that week as we try and claw our way back in above the playoff line and i mean it's uh it's starting to get that way man i mean we're we're right on the outside and um what is this one two three four four to the seven teams have a game in hand on us so hey buddy and i mean we'll say five out of eight because we have to include charlie who's right above us you know We've got a game in hand on them. So uh, I, I feel good about this, man. I mean, this is, let's finish June. And then, you know, we only have a few more months. Playoffs are going to be starting in October. So let's let's bring it home, man. Let's bring it home. But where are we uh, Where are we in the Eastern Conference right now? Uh, the Eastern Conference, as we stated previously, we are in ninth with 25. Uh, again, that puts us one point behind Charlotte and uh, two behind Cincy. So, I mean, is what it is with that man. Yeah, but let's see. I, I I'm gonna. I don't know off the top of my head. I can't remember right now. So we're we're ending out July against Cincinnati. So if you know we can get a little okay. Cincinnati plays Nashville on Saturday at seven thirty. Nashville. Yeah, you know. I mean, that's a that's a little twin expansion right there. Pretty good squad. Let's hypothetically, man. Hypothetically, if that's a draw or a loss. We're right in position to either tie or, or jump Cincinnati. So, hey, we'll take this all day. We will take this all day. And uh, my favorite part, I think about all this, is, is like we're really not, I mean, two games, right? We need six points and we'd be ahead of Orlando. That That's what I want. Making the playoffs goal number one. <laughs> goal number two is jumping Orlando City, even though we've already lost twice this season in the Open Cup. And uh, the first matchup of the season, a regular season, rather, we're going to get them again towards uh, towards the end of the season. So, man, how great would it be if if you were like a point or two behind them when we play them? I, I think it's um, what month is that? I don't know. But how great would it be if when that happens, we beat them and we also jump them at drive pink? I, man. Mm. I, I think that would just add one more dig to the rivalry. Like, could you imagine if that point or three points or whatever it is at the end of the, uh, at the end of the season determined who was where, and all of a sudden we got a home game and they had to go on a road. Like, yep. woo, woo, that's what you live for in rivalries. Fourth. That's the date. That's the date we got to look forward to. So let's finish July strong. Let's fight our way through August, uh, which Kind of gets a little easier, but not really. Fun two months for us, buddy. Um, da, 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 da. So who are we ahead of? Uh, right now, we are ahead of uh, New England, Atlanta, and Chicago. Uh, again, it's going to be a tight race. If we drop any points, we're going to drop fast because New England has 25, Atlanta has 24, Chicago has 23. Obviously, assuming they all pick up points, it it kind of goes back to the make or break. Like, hey, we we need to continue to pile on the points because you have to imagine Atlanta's going to make some moves. Chicago is streaky at best. You know, Selena, uh in goal has, has been playing lights out. Their midfield, if Shakiri's feeling healthy, he can he can make some attacking moves for Chicago. I don't know. Who, who, uh, who New Inc- scares you the most out of those three? Because, I mean, to be fair, no. like we're not going to credit Toronto or D.C., you know, in the, in the last spot. I mean, Toronto hasn't even won one away game. That's pretty crazy, at least as far in the season. But between New England, Atlanta, and Chicago, who 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 are you most concerned with jumping us? Uh, with without a doubt, New England. 
I got a, I have massive respect for Carlos Hill. Uh, like I, I enjoy watching him play. Uh, I, I think I pointed out a couple episodes ago that I actually watched NYCFC play New England mainly because I wanted to watch Carlos Hill play, and there was nothing else on. Yeah, um, fair enough. He he can he can turn a match, just like just snap of fingers. Yep. So definitely would say that would be mine. I actually, I'll, I, I will agree with that, sir. Uh, now let's get into uh, who we're playing next. We mentioned a little bit earlier. We're talking about NYCFC rating MLS Cup champions. This will be Tati Castellano's last game in the MLS. He is going to Girona or Girona. I'm not really sure how to say it. He is actually going to City. And then being loaned out from oh. City to Girona. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he's staying within the City football group in some ass backwards way of getting around all of this. Yeah, it, it's it's I one of their eight teams. Yeah, I hate you, City. I hate you so much. Um, <laughs> I guess but if no, there's anything we hate more than Barcelona, it's the City God. football group. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, so he, um, we we weren't sure if he's gonna play. I thought it was going to be more of the, the Buxa situation where he's just there on the sideline saying bye to everyone, but it sounds like he is going to play. I can't imagine they play him for, you know, a, a full 90 minutes, maybe come on for, you know, like the last you know, second half sometime in there just so he can get in an in, in appearance. But I don't think you want to risk any, you know, I don't even want to put that into the, the ethos of the world or the environment. Don't want to put any jinxes on anyone, but we don't want to see any sort of injury uh, happening to, uh, to Castellanos. Uh, no, absolutely not. Um, but, you know, to get into it, we are playing NYCFC in that ugly, dilapidated, run-down stadium that is meant for baseball, Yankee Stadium. It is a seven. It's a very small field. Yeah, no, it's 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 hard to watch on TV, and I actually passed up on tickets to go see him there because it just doesn't look like there's any good spots to watch it from. Well, like the angles of the cameras are strange. The field just yeah. seems very small, like not like indoor size, but it, it doesn't seem like a full size field. So, uh, you know, probably, a I would have to, it's probably a higher intensity to play on, on, on like in that environment with a, with a more compact field. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. It reminds me of some of the old school stadiums that have the running track around them. Yeah, uh, like the Olympic stadiums. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, we are playing at 7 p.m. this Saturday. Uh, the history of the opponent, something new. We're going to be adding the Inter-Miami podcast to give you a little bit of extra, uh, as we love to do. Uh, they were founded in 2013, played their inaugural season in 2015. The running joke is that they still do not have a stadium. Uh, they have played in Yankee Stadium, also have had to rent a stadium from their rival. Imagine us going up to Orlando and like, oh, hey, guys, can we rent stadium? Because we can't build one, but we're a city group. Like, it would have to be Miami FC, I feel like. Yeah, but I'm just saying yeah, like, yeah. in terms of rivalry. Oh, like, gotcha, gotcha, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No, no, no I, whatever. But have all that money, but uh, can't build their own stadium. Hey, man, Anyways. it's hard to find space in South Florida. It's even harder in New York City. Yeah, I mean. That's why me, the I, I Red know. Bulls play in New Jersey. Yeah, no, I mean, and they. I cannot wait to go to that stadium. I just secured my tickets for that. Anyways, uh, trophies won. Uh, obviously, they won the 2021 MLS championship and had that index card size banner to prove it. All-time series versus Inter-Miami, they have won every time. In four games played, they have won all four. Great. 
<laughs> so you're telling form. me there's a chance. So they're telling me there's a chance. Probability-wise, uh, we got to get one in here. I got to be honest, again, full transparency. Uh, Castellanos is captaining my fantasy team this week. Uh, so <laughs> wow. recent run what to a, form. What a scumbag. Yeah. Well, well, we'll get into why here in a minute. I'll, I'll discuss it when we go into our uh, other things we're watching on the MLS this week. Uh, recent run of form, they are coming in hot like Michael Scott and Jan down on vacation. They are hot, hot, hot. Uh, three wins, two draws, and no losses. Players to watch. Again, Tati, unless you've been living under a rock and you don't appreciate quality of play, uh, I mean, Tati's the man. He, he is. I hate to say it. Uh, one of my favorites, Alexander Collins and Alfredo Morales uh, are three players I think we need to watch coming up. Tati, probably to a lesser extent. How about yourself, Jay? Uh, they have a whole army of Brazilians. I think they have like seven regular people that, that, that play that are from Brazil. They also have Maxi Morales, who is, um, like the, the wish version of, of Pirlo, if you will. Uh, they've got, a, they got a lot of hitters. Uh, Talos Magno looks to be the one who will be kind of the heir apparent to, uh, Tati's departure as far as being their striker kind of go to, uh, weapon, but you know they'll probably bring in someone who's who's pretty filthy to uh, to back him up as well. Yeah, a lot of good players. I mean, Callen's an absolute stud. Uh, Got a shout out, Sean Johnson. Nothing but respect for that dude as well. Uh, it's it's a tough squad, man. They're they're a very very good good squad. So funny story. A little side note, real quick. My coworker is actually one of Sean Johnson's ex girlfriends. Oh, so I go. have to hear I have to hear about Sean Johnson all the time, and I'm like, can you pick anybody else? She's like, well, I didn't know him at the time. Anyways, a little side note there. Um, yeah, but like, but hey. I want like this is my dream of of Inter Miami. Like they they call him like I forgot like the Brazilian Mafia. Like they have a tifo that's like Brazilian Mafia. They have they have a ton of them, and they're all skilled. I mean, they call them the Brazilian Mafia. But I would also like to point out that they also call NYCFC the pigeons. Why? So just because there's a lot of pigeons in NYCFC? It, yes. That's like I double checked myself before I put that in like my notes. Like they they're called the pigeons. Oh no, I'm talking so, about the, the, like the group of the seven that they have. They refer to that no, group no, no. as the Brazilian. And I under, and I understand that, okay. but I'm also saying you can't be badass and call yourself the Brazilian Mafia <laughs> if you're also being known as the pigeons. It's like being the, the hell's angels, but then wearing uh, care bears on your cutlets. Like, I, I, whoa, I don't know. Like, whoa, I will not have you malign the care bears. Okay. The care bears are the truth. I, okay. Match predictions. <laughs> Jay, what do you, what do you got for your predictions here? Oh, I'm going, I'm going to one. Let's do a caveat. We're going to say that Tati plays more than we both expect him to play. We're gonna, I'm, I think he gets a full 90 because he's staying within city group. I'm saying 2-1. Okay. I Every time I give this scoreline... Or, or Sorry, let me clarify. 2-1 NYCFC. Okay. I'm going to go... See, every time I pick the scoreline, we seem to win with it. 3-1 NYCFC. Because wow. I said 3-1... I, I want to say it was against Charlotte, and we won... You said 3-1 against Philadelphia. I said 2-1. I was actually somewhat accurate in that, so a broken clock can't like be right twice a day. But I do I like good. your style. I, the 3-1, I'm 
Let's just keep rolling it because yeah, it's there's a little luck to it, but it's also quite realistic. This, I mean, this could go five zero. Like, I mean, I don't know. No, that's rude. We're getting better. Pozuelo. Well, I have a feeling that Gonzalo is going to be probably playing most of this game. Um, it, we should note that that Leo Campana does have an, a knee injury. Um, we don't really fully know the extent of it. He wasn't a knee brace. Lassiter should be back. I, I would have to imagine Lassiter's uh, close to returning, but I, he wasn't practicing, so I'm not sure what the deal is. It was about a, a week ago. I think it was the press conference before the Charlotte game, and Phil said he was about a week out. So maybe he comes on to the end, but again, he wasn't practicing, so take it for what it's worth. I think, like I said, I think I heard uh, Lasseter. Actually, I think he was training day, or at least he was really close. So, it, was he training with physios? And that sound? It's it's possible. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what it was. But I will say too, it depends on which NYCSC shows up because we do need to remember that they were down three nothing to Cincy at one point, and I mean, obviously they <laughs> Cincy imploded. But I mean, that's game of the season though. Yeah. Um, so, Jay, I got to ask you, you know, one of the other things we want to put in there kind of to give the listeners something else to look forward to each episode. Uh, what other games have caught your eye this week? What, what game are you looking at the most uh, this weekend? Uh, well, uh, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm going to be watching the Cincinnati National. I mentioned that. Um, just because I want to keep my eye on Cincinnati as the next opponent, and I, and I really want to get um, you know back up there. But like other things, like the Columbus New England game, you know, got to keep an eye on New England because uh, they could very well very well jump us. I, those are, are really what I'm looking at. And then just for like fun, just to throw it out there, I got to go LAFC Kansas City because I would like to see Bell get you know get a start or, or play more minutes just to see what that's like. They also got oh, what Mendez as well, like. They're just picking up good players left and right. So they're, I mean, this this might be the year where they actually can go through and win the cup. That's probably uh, the, the the ones I've got my eye on. What what are you thinking? Uh, if I'm looking at the Saturday slate, um, I'm I'm gonna keep my eye on Columbus because Columbus is playing like <laughs> they're playing beautiful football, man. I mean, what was it Hernandez has scored four goals in ninety total minutes played, and Zilaran yeah, yeah. is actually like starting to return to form. Uh, he he looks he looks damn impressive. Um, I actually self admittedly might watch the Union play against Orlando because you know I want them to smack Orlando around a little bit. Um, but my game of the week has got to be. I mean, it's easy for me. It's number two in the West, Austin versus number four in the East. Uh, you know, New York Red Bulls. If if you're looking for a game just to watch for the pure enjoyment of the sport, that is the game. Yeah. Austin plays open, beautiful, yep. free-flowing football. Uh, New York can, too. I know it, it, they haven't put up a good uh, showing against us this season when we were down at uh, Drive Pink. But when they're on their A game, whew, Red Bull, they're, they're fun to watch, man. They fly. They, they fly are. up the field. They play some really gorgeous football. Plus, we, um, we both love Lewis Morgan. That, that will be a really good game as well. I agree. Very. And, and you already said it. I was going to. I didn't want to interject on you. But, yeah, like this is going to be an open game. This is going to be a fast, wild game, I think. Yeah. And what I else mean, are you doing on a Sunday? You know, you already watched the inner game. What else are you doing on a Sunday? Watch that. Cook out. Barbecue some stuff. Spend some time with friends and families. Now, I will say I'm also going to be a little, uh, I want to say a little selfish. I hope the Red Bulls don't play everybody a full game against Austin because we need to keep it 
mind that we need uh, we need Lewis, our savior, to knock Orlando out of the Open Cup, which is coming up on the 27th. Uh, so I will be keeping my eye on that just for those reasons as well, to be honest, as well as Nashville versus Cincy, which you already touched on. Um, but keeping it within the MLS, is there anything that was, you know, noteworthy from across the league for this, uh, this week, besides obviously Tati going off to, uh, Manchester city, AKA going off to Girona. Yeah. Uh, something that really stuck out for me is that Nashville just solidifying that, that defense. I mean, like now that they're, they're in a, they've got the attack in place as well, but, uh, they did get, um, us men's national team defender Shaq Moore. So he's going to transfer over to Nashville, uh, and then, you know, also coming in uh, Toronto, just with their Italian revolution over there, Bernadeschi did officially sign. So th- those are the two that uh, I think really caught my eye. What, what, what was uh, what was catching yours? I mean, like you said, Bernadeschi signing for Toronto. I actually watched him coming in. The fans were ecstatic for him. Um, Twitter was blowing up about it. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's good for Toronto because it's good for the league. Yeah. I, I would I would put it like that. Um, I'm as much as it still pains me that Italy beat England in the last major tournament. Uh, I'm happy to see all the Italians who arguably played some of the best football years in years out coming over to the MLS. So the fans who might not enjoy the international game, like you and myself do are able to see them and see not, not hundred percent of their talent because not all of them are uh, in their prime still, but at least get to see them play some, some style of game. Like I would still go see LAC or LAFC come into town with Gareth Bale because I would like to say I saw Gareth Bale play, you know, mm-hmm. it's something like that. So, you know, that's definitely a big signing for the league. Uh, and one that kind of, I don't know, he, he's definitely been one of the players I've liked to watch this, this season because he, he he's magical with the ball when he's on, when he's on point. Reynoso, uh went down with an injury in a friendly, which brings up the, uh, the old argument that you don't want to continue to play your stars or your important role pieces a lot during a friendly match. Um, Tell Ray, man, that's the king. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 been playing lights out this season. Uh, Got to be honest, I thought they might have would have pulled him earlier out of that match. And about five minutes after me saying that, he goes down. The extent of the injury is not uh, not known at this point. I did start him this week in fantasy because he's still green lit. As much as that does not mean anything in the MLS fantasy uh, website there. Yeah. Um, the other thing I did notice is that uh, Milhajevic from uh, uh, Montreal, he did uh, start opening up about transfer aspirations as well as possibly wanting to uh, get up to the U.S. men's national team. Uh, if you haven't watched him play again, I know it sounds like we're just raving about midfielders this episode between <laughs> Zillara and Lewis, Reynoso, Mihaljevic, but Georgie's um, a stud too. Yeah, I mean they're they're some of the best. Uh, you know, Pozuelo, we got to put him in there as well. Yeah, they're some of the best of what they do. So if you need to, I don't know, go go YouTube if you don't know them because they're fantastic players all the way around. Um, there was not a lot of news for our club this week uh, because the academies have wound down. Inter Miami uh, FC two did not play, uh, but Higuain and Gregory did make team of the week for their performance against Charlotte. Well deserved, boys. Good on you. There we go. Uh, 
I, I'm so glad you brought that back. And there's no sarcasm there. It, it, it's definitely that was that was quiet. We, that was a quiet one. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. scare anybody. Well, I'm gonna be honest. I even started pulling my headphones away because I did not know how loud that was gonna be. So, uh, but you no, know, again, they did well. Uh, I, we've been very critical of Gonzalo in the past. It is no secret, but it's good to see him up to the task when we need it. Everybody uh, thought I was crazy. Everyone thought I was crazy. All right. And that Philadelphia game, we did not want to score. And then Gonzalo came on and scored. They thought it was crazy the Charlotte game. I was calling for Gonzalo to be subbed on early. Like, no, no, no. Then they did. I cheered. They're like, what are you doing? He scores, gets called back. They're like, all right, all right, never mind. My bad, my bad. Then he scores again. It counts. And everyone understood. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Good on you, Gonzalo. Good on you. I still... I still don't like how ESPN FC put up on their Instagram a couple games ago. Gonzalo still got it. I want to be like, have you not seen him over the past like two years? It's it's not Gonzalo of old. It is not the king of Napoli. It's, well, we uh, got some vintage Gonzalo. Uh, we did on both the Philadelphia game and the Charlotte game. Those goals yep. were beautiful. Bring us home. The one, the only. Pay to subscribe. We still give it to you for free. We're talking only fans. All right, so one of the questions that came out of our Discord group, and if you are not a part of our Discord group, we have the links in all of our social media bios. If you cannot find it, DM one of us, and we will get it for you. Jay, with all these European clubs coming to the U.S. this week, who on our squad, outside of Kempapi, do you think has the most potential to play meaningful, underlined meaningful European football? Um... I'm going to go Pozuelo. I think, I mean, he already has, right? Um, maybe Drake. Oh, he's one of the best keepers in the league. Let's go with something exciting here. I'm going to say Bryce Duke. Not now. Bryce Duke, maybe in five years. I think he's got potential to really develop into something special. He's got to clean up in some areas. And, you know, I could I can see small glimpses. I don't want to hype it up too much, but I can see small glimpses where Emerson could have that that winger ability. Maybe not, you know, in like the EPL, but probably in like League Un or, you know, maybe Serie A if he can get the rest of his game together. I'd say he's probably like my long shot. I think Bryce Duke, uh, and I mean, Pozuelo, I can't really say that because he already has done it, but I'm, I'm going to go with Bryce Duke. What would you say? I, I'm i going to swing back to my boy on this one. I got to go Noah Allen. I, I know he's mainly down with Inter-Miami FC2, uh, but I think he has the best shot at getting out and going over to Europe at some point in, in a left back or in, in any of the back spots. He is the archetype right now of the back to winger position. And I think if he gets some time to grow, he could really do it. I could also see... I. I want to agree with you on Bryce Duke, you know, give him a couple more years. Uh, he's already showing the intellect to be able to pick out the passes that are critical in European style football. He reminds me if he can get, if he can get a little more, you know, size onto his frame, he could be one of those pinball quick speedster EPL midfielders. Yeah. Which would, uh, you know, definitely, uh, definitely work out in his favor and, you know, I'd be happy for him. He, he deserves it. I'm, I'm, 
definitely glad we picked him up this season and uh, just another uh, crescendo masterclass with that signing right there. Yeah, uh, you know, if we're going to go to the to the IMCF2 squad, I'm going to go ahead and say Romeo Beckham solely because he's a Beckham. Solely because he's a Beckham. Not okay, really too look, much data behind that. No, I know, but the, the, the question was meaningful European football. He's a Beckham. <laughs> that's my rest my case. Okay, but there was Michael Jordan, and then there was the other two that everybody always forget about because one played for UCF, one played for Illinois, and they didn't amount to Jack Diddley shit when it came to basketball. So He's a Beckham. Okay, whatever. He is a Beckham. Fine. He's okay, 19 he's years old, okay? He's got plenty of time. I agree to disagree. Anyways, uh, i got to be honest, that was the only one we had for this week. Uh, short week. Uh, we also got this out a little bit late. Shame on me for not having more for you. Um, but I got to ask you a question, though, Jay. Uh, is there anything that you might want to hype up that we may or may not have released over the past couple days? Sure, buddy boy. Well, I mean, due to, you know, some some questions that I've received throughout the season at the stadium and that we've received on various uh, social media outlets and uh, on the discord as well. We decided um, just kind of fan popular demand here to do a, another run, a second run of the supremely inter kits. And these are the pink and the white ones that we released at the beginning of the season. People wanted to get additionals. Uh, this was kind of just a, a early release we did with some few people on social media and, and people in the discord we're doing another run right here so a lot of people have reached out wanted to get that done uh in addition to that we you know full disclosure i had some some black stuff with the pink supreme kit over it made that uh, you know uh, the a few of the, the the actual pot squad got they looked filthy johnny's rocked him to the stadium people have seen them Fan loves this print. He loves this color combo. I know he's wanted this. Some other fans asked about it. So, yes, we are releasing a special edition called our third kit. Call it our alternate kit. It is going to be the black supremely inter jersey. It's going to be a black jersey with that, um, you know, that, that, that completely unique to the inner Miami podcast that print we put over it we're not ripping off any famous designers in france you know it, this is all just we made it we're not ripping off anyone but you're gonna get that black kit with the pink um the louis kind of print over it so that's on social media check it out dm us if you want one we are currently taking orders probably gonna leave it open i would imagine till the uh till the end of the month i need to catch up with some uh some inter miami employees that uh, expressed interest in getting another one and uh yeah so if you want that check them out let us know if you want the white one the pink one or the black one they're all fire they're all fresh and they all fit so well How, how much is it going to run the uh, average average individual for one of these beautiful works of art, Jack? It is forty U.S. dollars per jersey. So whichever one you want, doesn't matter what color, all the same price. Uh, just reach out to us; we'll get everything handled, and uh, then I'll be uh, you know passing these things out at the stadium to whoever wants them. And you know, I got to be honest; um, I would. I mean, it's easy for me to say that I would rather have one of these, but in terms of comfort level when I've been at a game, I didn't feel overly hot when I was at the stadium in the pink one, uh, even on a cool night out in Philly where we were watching the, the boys play. I, I wasn't 
I wasn't uncomfortable. It felt overall just the, the fabric was amazing. It, it was extremely breathable. And let's be honest, you can buy one official kit for 150 or you can buy all three for 120 Ooh, that's Look simple that. math right there. No, they are nice. I mean, it's, it's nice fiber. It's moisture wicking. You know, it, it, yep. it keeps you cool. It keeps you cool in multiple ways, temperature wise and just swag drip wise. Come rock them if you want them. Yeah, absolutely. And again, if you guys want one, please DM us uh, right at the Inner Miami podcast Instagram page. If you want, uh, I've also shared it on my personal one at Thanicus Maximus. Go ahead and hit us up. I will get you on the sheet. We will get it ordered and we will get you in the most fire fan made jersey of the league. Uh, you know, to end it out, we always want to appreciate you joining the latest inner ep- uh, ah, Damn it. There, try it again. We appreciate you taking the time to join us on this latest episode of the Inter Miami Podcast. You know, we want to shout out to La Familia for being the best to do it in the MLS. There are none that rival you. You guys are the lifeblood of the squad. You can find us on Twitter at InterMIA Podcast and on Instagram at InterMiami Podcast. Make sure you also join up with our awesome Discord community. We have a great group of supporters who offer up the latest shenanigans and tomfoolery daily. And as we liked in every episode, I'm not editing it out, by the way. Bamos, Miami. I can't stand you, but Bamos, Miami. <laughs> <laughs>